January 20th, 2017, will be remembered as the day the people became the rulers of this nation again. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. We do not seek to impose our way of life on anyone, but rather to let it shine as an example. We will shine for everyone to follow. There should be no fear. We are protected and we will always be protected. We will be protected by the great men and women of our military and law enforcement. And most importantly, we will be protected by God. We stand at the birth of a little millennium, ready to unlock the mysteries of space, to free the earth from the miseries of disease, and to harness the energies, industries, and technologies of tomorrow. A new national pride will stir ourselves, lift our sights, and heal our divisions. Your voice, your hopes, and your dreams will define our American destiny. Together, we will make America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America. Welcome to the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a Patriot Home Funding Friday on the American Adversaries Radio Show. We so appreciate you being out there as we get you, well, help you finish off the week, get you ready for the weekend. And then, of course, don't forget, we'll be here Sunday night to bring you out of the weekend and get you ready for next week. All right. So that's right, folks. That's what we do right here on Salem Media Group's News Talk Station of the Year. That, of course, would be AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer, which you can also watch us while we're doing the show on our Rumble channel. That's American Adversaries on Rumble. And also, you can listen to us at the AnswerOrlando.com website, where we want you to join the Answer Seekers Club. A lot of great advantages to that, including a lot of great contests. And currently, they've got one going on where you could win a $250 gift certificate to Images, Auto Spas, and or the Supreme Car Detailing Superstores. Of course, you can also listen on our website, 
at AmericanAdversaries.com and your Alexa devices. And you can still, if you haven't already, download the free Answer Orlando app in your smart devices. And you only have to do it one time per device, and then you're all set to go. All right, as I said, it is a Patriot Home Funding Friday. So, of course, that means Piers Outlaw going to start us off. Hello, all you irredeemable deplorables, dregs of society, and bitter clingers. The February consumer sentiment numbers are out, and while consumer sentiment is rising, it remains about midway between its all-time low of last June, when inflation was in double digits, and its historical average. Not so good. The index of current conditions is increasing while the index of future expectations remains relatively flat, lagging behind current conditions by about 10%. And that spread is widening. So what are future expectations? Isn't it just another way of saying hope? (laughs) It has long been said that hope is not a business strategy. But isn't hope the ultimate business strategy, the thing that at its core drives us all? A hope for a better life, a better world, a better life for our children than what we have. The architect told Neo in The Matrix that hope is the quintessential human delusion, Mm -hmm. simultaneously the source of our greatest strength and our greatest weakness. Hope is one of the most basic of human emotions driving us every day, hopefully, pun intended, Mm -hmm. for the better. Isn't leadership based on hope? The greatest leaders inspire hope. Some of our greatest political leaders of our lifetime used hope to rise to the presidency, from JFK's high hopes to Reagan's morning in America, Bush Sr.'s thousand points of light, Obama's hope and change, and Trump's make America great again. All of them selling hope, all of them victorious. So what hope does Joe Biden offer? (laughs) Hope for a one-world government? so-called equity where we all reduce to the lowest common denominator, unfettered abortion, sexual dysphoria and deviance in our children, a police state where the powers of government are deployed to crush dissent, free speech and free enterprise. That 10% difference between current conditions and expectations I referenced earlier, that's the void of leadership by Biden and his failure to inspire hope. Shouldn't our hope be for American exceptionalism, opportunity for all, the rule of law, sovereignty, family, and most of all, God, who offers the greatest hope of all in his word? Is hope the dirty streets, decadence, and slums of blue cities, or is hope the shining city on the hill that Reagan spoke of? It shouldn't even be a debate, but somehow it is, and the stakes have never been higher. Always choose hope. Choose the best of American ideals. Don't settle. And know this, whoever among Biden, DeSantis, and Trump can most effectively convey a message of hope to the American people over the next 21 months will be the man who, ironically enough, puts his hand on the Bible, the greatest message of hope there is, on January 20th, 2025. Let's hope we get it right this time. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Pierce Outlaw. I am the philosopher, political mad scientist, Christopher Hart. Jeff Sennis is on the bridge. Nostra Dennis will be here shortly. And uh, Bruce Cherry, the Seminole County Republican, uh, the Republican Executive Committee Chairman, is going to join us live. He's at CPAC, so we'll find out what's going on up there. And in the next hour of the show, Patrick McGarrow is going to join us to talk about the latest January 
January 6th trial going on in Washington, D.C., of uh, the leaders of the Proud Boys. All right, so we got all of that, and of course, the Killer Bee live from the Hive later on in the show as well. So uh, sit back and enjoy. And then after us tonight, you got some Blue Darter uh, baseball. I was going to say football, but it's baseball. That's right, it's Blue Darter baseball. They'll be playing the Eustis Panthers up the street here. It's a home game for the Darters, and you can stay home and listen to the game right where you are at. Or even if you're at the game, you can listen to the game <laughs> on your smart devices. Okay, so do have a lot we're going to get to. Uh, there's uh, there there are dueling Trump five point plans out there, so we'll talk about those. Uh, we'll talk about a decision that Joe Biden has made uh, for Washington D.C. And uh, we got some other stuff too, including speaking of God, uh, a man who's been talking too much God's got him in trouble. We'll tell you who that is and how he got in trouble a little bit later on in the show. So uh, let's let's start with the Trump five point plans because uh, uh, Pierce came in here and said, "Did you hear about Trump's five point plan?" And I thought he was going to talk about the so-called Axios uh, version of Trump's five point plan, where it's going to be his five points of attack against Ron DeSantis. <laughs> And it was all, I mean, they were talking breathlessly about it this morning on the uh, morning joke. And basically what you might expect, you know, Trump is going to, you know, go after DeSantis's weak points, if you, if you can imagine that he might have any. And uh, so uh, that's not what he came in here to talk about, however. Uh, but those five points would be he's going to go after him for being tied, for instance, to St. Pauli girl Ryan, which he is. And he was also going to attack him for flip-flopping on the Ukraine, which maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. It depends uh, on how you look at it. But certainly it seems like before he was more supportive of the Ukraine war than he is now. But I'll let that, you know, there's a lot left to be said on that. There hasn't been a whole lot said. Um, what was one of the other ones? Uh, he was going to go after him because uh, of the loyalty thing. That he, if it weren't for Trump, like it or not, ladies and gentlemen, if it were not for Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis would not be our governor. Adam Putnam would be. Uh, maybe. or Maybe or Gillum. That's right. That's right. Uh, Donald Trump got him over the hump in the primary and got him over the hump in the first gubernatorial election. And I am convinced that much of southeast Florida voting for DeSantis was because they also voted for Donald Trump two years before and are prepared to vote for him again. So because you're talking about a lot of uh, Cubans and Venezuelans down there. And and other Hispanics and just other regular, you know, Miamians uh, who have seen the light when it comes to Donald Trump. So uh, the other two, I, I can't really remember uh, what they were. One was for COVID, uh, saying that DeSantis oh, yes. didn't move quick enough to yes. open up for COVID. That he was too cautious. Yeah, too cautious. And the other one is uh, uh, courting big money, and, and that is true to a degree. If you look at the fundraising, DeSantis is dominating with the big money. Trump is dominating with individual donors. That's right. That's right. Thank you. Uh, exactly. 
So anyway, that was uh, that's being reported by Axios. And, you know, Trump hasn't confirmed it or not, uh, but certainly those would be logical lines of attack. And uh, if, if it's going to come to that, and hopefully it doesn't, you know. Uh, Ron DeSantis got elected to be governor of Florida. He needs to be governor of Florida, (laughs) and he needs to wait his turn. And it's like I've talked about on the show before. It's uh, one of my uh, old philosophy professors from UCF, uh, Dr. Stephen Levinson. As I said, he liked to teach with via metaphor. And I forget what the question was to him one day, and then he, he, would, he would, like, lean back, and he would, like, look up into the corner of the room, and sometimes he had one of those uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes pipes. What do you call those pipes, you know, that curves down? And then he'd sit there, and, you know, you'd take a picture of him and put him in a dictionary philosopher, and this is him. He was, yeah, that pipe adds IQ points. Yeah, bald with a beard, very nicely coiffed beard and everything, and he'd say, well, it's like this. When I was a kid, I had to walk to school. I had to walk to and from school every day. I lived on a farm, so every day I would walk past this pasture where there was a bull in there. And the bull never took notice of me, never, never paid one bit of attention to me. So one day I was in a hurry, and so I decided instead of walking around the bull's pasture, I would just cut through it because he's never really paid any attention to me. Well, no sooner than I get a few steps in there when that bull looks over, and next thing I know, that bull is charging me, and I just barely got out to save my life. So the lesson to Ron, and and then he went on to say, and and what I learned was that sometimes in life, uh, it pays to just take the long way around and take a little longer to get there. And that would be my advice to Ron DeSantis. Don't challenge the bull, because he's going to come after you. And he's going to come after you snorting and pounding the, the ground and the, the, the horns aimed right at you. Just walk around. Take the long way around. It'll take you a little bit longer to get where you want to go, but you'll still get there, and it'll be safer, and everybody will be a lot happier in the process. Isn't another way to look at to let Trump finish his job exactly. and the presidency while DeSantis finishes his job as governor? Look. Trump is a man with a reason. He's a man with a purpose, <laughs> right? And and in in politics, uh, he is going to be very difficult to get in front of. And I'm talking not just about uh, Republicans. I'm talking about Democrats, because now, obviously, as we've said on the show before, you know, a week can be a lifetime in politics, but the things are turning toward Trump. All the indicators are turning toward Trump. When I say indicators, I'm talking about the issues, the things going on in the world, the truth that's coming out. All of these things are landing at Trump's feet, and he's going to step on those things and climb, and the momentum, I do believe, is going to build. And uh, once again, the, the, the others would be smart to get out of his way. Because you get in his way, that bull is going to charge it. Now, this is politics and some, you know, I, I'm not asking to coronate him, but I'm, I'm just saying, if you're going to get into that bull ring with Donald Trump, he's going to come after you snorting and with the horns you know, sharpened up and pointed right at you. And that's, that's just the way it is. And I'm using the metaphor from, from old Doc Levinson. So... 
just walk around that 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 pasture, take the little bit longer route to get there, but you'll be a whole lot better off. We'll all, all be a whole lot better off in the process. But you know, I'm a trumplicant, and I'm unabashed about it. You know, I, I, I'm not going to tiptoe around it. I'm not going to be neutral in all of this because Trump is the guy, and. In a way, it's owed to him. But more importantly, it's owed to us. Trump was taken away from us, and I want him back. And I ain't going to settle for second best. I want the real thing. I want him back, and I want the Republicans to either get out of his way or help him do what he needs to do. That's what I want. And so that's what I'm going to drive for here. So get ready to hear a lot more of that over the next, what, year and a half? Because uh, we are due, our due, and it's time to get it. It's overdue for us to get our due. And we'll do this, take a break and come right back and get to the other five-point plan. This would be the positive Trump five-point plan. You are listening to the American Adversaries on a Patriot Home Funding Friday. And thanks for making a point of that. AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. Join us for the 38th Annual Central Florida All-British Car Show at Henry's Depot, 212 West 1st Street in Sanford on April 1st from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Come see nearly 200 classic British cars, visit our vendors, and have lunch at Henry Depot's fabulous food court. Exhibitors and vendors can arrive for the show at 8 a.m. and trophies will be awarded at 3 Registrations can be done at our website at BritishCarClubOfCentralFlorida.com. It's free to the public with free parking, and it's a great day of family fun. Don't forget to join us Friday night, March 31st at 5.30 at the Post Time Lounge in Castleberry for our annual pre-show meet and greet. Make it a weekend of fun at the Central Florida All-British Car Show. Hey, Central Florida, Dave Ramsey here. When you need advice on your taxes and want to work with someone who has the heart of a teacher, you need to see Larry Herring CPA. He's one of our tax-endorsed local providers, and he's ready to talk with you about all your income tax needs. Larry Herring will help you manage your taxes just like any other expense. Take it from me, Larry is your guy. 407-647-7777 or at HerringCPA.com. Network sound and video can make memories last forever. Like many folks, you've stored away family videos, camcorder tapes, 8mm film, photos and slides for years. You can't play your family memories even if you wanted to. The camera is broken, the VCR won't play. Bring those memories back to life by transferring them to a CD or DVD so your family can enjoy them again for a lifetime. Call 407-834-8555 or visit NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. 407-834-8555. It's time to convert and sell more with the best tools made for small, medium, and large businesses to grow online. With JJC Marketing Solutions, you can grow with do-it-yourself, easy website and funnel builder, or they will build it for you. More options at your fingertips with JJC Marketing Solutions. Not only do you get the best state-of-the-art website, but also comprehensive sales funnels, CRM tools, and powerful search engine optimization. No matter where you are, they can help you grow your business. 
business with affordable online marketing solutions. Get weekly reports, dashboard access, and full transparency to see how your keywords are growing. Start building your online presence today. JJCMarketingSolutions.com. That's JJCMarketingSolutions.com. Have you heard the great news, folks? The Supreme Car Detailing Superstores have added a third location to better serve you. The new location is at Candace Drive in 1792 in Maitland. As with their other locations at 510 North State Road 434 and at South Orange Avenue and Sand Lake Road, this new detailing superstore is stocked with all the cleaning products and tools you need for any cleaning task for your cars, trucks, RVs, boats, homes, and businesses. At this new location, you can also test your driving skills on a state-of-the-art simulator. You won't believe how real the experience is. To clean better with less effort, go to the Supreme Car Detailing Superstores. They're open from 10 to 6, 7 days a week. Or you can order online at dasuperstore.com. That's dasuperstore.com. Call me and I'll do the rest. I'm Abby Greenberg with the Golden Group at Compass, the number one brokerage in the country. It's a seller's market and there's no better time to list your house. I'll get it sold and get you the greatest return on your real estate investment. Need to make renovations first? Through Compass Concierge, we'll cover the renovation costs up front and sell your house for top dollar. I'm Abby Greenberg, and you can sell your home with ease with the Golden Group. 407-484-2689. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Answer traffic. Westbound I-4, slow around the St. John's River Bridge, around Lake Mary, around Colonial, and from Kirkman to US-27. Eastbound I-4, slow from Old Folk Road to the Turnpike, around the 408, and from Lake Mary up to Monroe. Slowdowns on the 429, southbound around the Turnpike, and into I-4. Your latest answer traffic. I'm Dave Dorica. show ladies and gentlemen on a patriot home funding friday you got the american adversaries here so here's a quick synopsis of donald trump's five-point plan to make america great again yeah trump uh, released a four-minute video today touching on five major points point number one he wants to use existing federal land to build new cities to expand the frontiers and put in these cities the new industries that we're going to reshore away from china number two he wants to defeat the chinese who are now in a race with us to develop vertical takeoff and landing cars for your family you'll be able to fly that's it number three revitalize rural industries like my hometown in georgia in many ways used to be an industrial town an agricultural town now it's a ghost town he wants to bring those industries back number four launch a baby boom with bonuses for young parents for producing babies <laughs> and number five a nationwide beautification campaign which is to get rid of ugly old buildings build new buildings that are uh, aesthetically pleasing, revitalize our parks, and also safety 
insofar as law and order where people can go and enjoy these buildings and parks. All right. That's uh, part of his plan, his platform. And once again, that was put out on his Truth Social platform today. And it's about four minutes long or so. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. And I'm sure that, that his platform will be fleshed out over the coming months. By the way, he is due to speak tomorrow night at CPAC. As I said, Bruce Cherry, who's our Seminole County chairman of the Republican Executive Committee, is going to check in with us live from CPAC here in just a moment. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and take John's phone call while we have a minute here. John, thank you for calling. Please get right to your point. Congratulations on your award. You didn't need an award for us. We already knew you were the best. Oh, well, thanks. That's that's for the station. But, of course, we're part of the station team here, so we're proud to be here. That's for sure. Thank you. Absolutely. The point I wanted to make is, you know, let the pontiff pontificate over the politics and let them tell us what a great choice DeSantis would be and try to put words in DeSantis's mouth. And then at the very end, have DeSantis come out and not run for president and tell us that he supports Donald Trump as the candidate, how effective that would be after they've pushed and pushed and pushed DeSantis, and then DeSantis comes out and says, choose Trump. I, I would love it. Now, our own Nostradamus has been basically predicting that, saying don't be surprised if that's what's happening here. And that, that's that's what I'm hoping and praying for. Um, I'm just responding to what we see on the, surf, on the surface of things. But certainly that would be very powerful, and it would be the right thing to do in so many different ways. As I said, we could really build some momentum here, not just for Donald Trump, but for making America great again. That just this whole Absolutely. idea, because even if we do get Trump back, it's only going to be four years. And make America to make America great again, it's going to take a whole lot longer than four years. So that's yes, why sir. that's why I'm such a, I'm a both and guy. We need both of these men and a lot more like them. And a lot more listeners like you, John. Thank you for being out there. We appreciate you so much. All right, 407-774-8255 is the number. When we come back, remember, this is the quick turnaround as we add our WACX-TV audience. We'll have Bruce Cherry live from CPAC. My heart, when you see it, we'll part With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. Scientists are studying hundreds of dogs at the Chernobyl disaster site that have managed to survive in extremely harsh conditions. They hope that examining the animal's genetics will give them insight into how humans can live in the most brutal of environments. They published their initial study on Friday in the journal Science Advances. Prosecutors produced no direct evidence linking South Carolina attorney Alex Murdoch to the killings of his wife and son. Yet a jury took less than three hours to convict him. Legal experts say that is thanks in large part to the defendant himself. Observers say Murdoch did himself no favors by taking the witness stand where he admitted to stealing money from clients and lying to investigators about being at the kennels with his wife and son Paul shortly before their killings. More details at srnnews.com. AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. 
Cancer traffic. Westbound I-4, slow around St. John's River Bridge, around Lake Mary, around Colonial, and from Kirkman to US-27. Eastbound I-4, slow from Old Polk Road up towards the Turnpike, around the 408, and from Lake Mary up towards Monroe. 429, slow southbound, around the Turnpike, and into I-4. Your latest answer traffic. I'm Dave Dorica. Welcome to the American Adversaries Drive Time, the Titans of Talk Radio on AM 950 and FM 94.9. The Answer online at theanswerorlando.com, americanadversaries.com, streaming on Rumble. And a special welcome to Super Channel WACX Antenna TV viewers on 55.7. Now, let's join the action. That I'm proud to be an American. Okay, we're back. Once again, we are live. We are the American Adversaries Radio Reality TV Show, as we've just now added our WACX TV audience. Thank you, folks, for tuning in. We appreciate it so very much. Of course, that is the Super Channel 55.7 on your antenna TV remote. And, of course, it is a Patriot Home Funding Friday, so i got Pierce Outlaw in the Relaxing Comfort Studio with myself, Christopher Hart. I'm the one on the crystal clear Thompson Jewelers Diamond Microphone. Jeff Sinis is behind me if you're watching on the bridge. And in a moment here, we're going to have Bruce, uh, Bruce Cherry join us. He is the Seminole County Chairman of the Republican Executive Committee, and he is at CPAC. And he's being interviewed on various uh, media outlets up there at CPAC uh, because he is the new Seminole County Republican Executive Committee chairman. And he's doing a great job so far. So uh, as soon as uh, we hook up with him, we'll go to that. Uh, It's in Washington, D.C. again this year, or has gone back to Washington, D.C. this year. Originally, that's where they did it every year. And, of course, during the scamdemic, they had to move out of Washington, D.C. because you couldn't do events in Washington, D.C. Everything was closed down. So they came down here to Orlando to do it down here, got a rousing reception, and did it here two years. That was, uh, what, 20? 2021, 2022. There you go. Both times in the spring, about a year ago right now. Yep. Uh, They were here in Central Florida. And it was, uh, once again, very successful CPACs and don't know exactly why they went back to Washington, D.C. Perhaps it has something to do with the presidential primary now and and the prospect, I don't know, of DeSantis running or not. I don't know. But uh, they are back in Washington, D.C., and uh, it's... uh, it's going to be interesting to see that how it uh, all goes down. Uh, DeSantis is not speaking. He's heading to uh, Iowa this weekend on literally the eve of the Florida legislative session starting next week. He's heading to Iowa, which, of course, is the first Republican primary state. Used to be the Democrats, too, but, of course, they have moved it. But the... Uh, uh, but Trump is going to speak, and he will be the speak. I guess the keynote speaker tomorrow night. I think Carrie Lake is due to speak tonight. 
So uh, we'll uh, we'll just have to see uh, how things are going when we get hooked up with uh, Bruce Cherry. In the meantime, uh, I want to go back to this uh, plan that Trump has, you know, of re- building new cities. He's talking about revitalizing in a major way our manufacturing base and with uh, private capital primarily in order to do this. Uh, with these companies being incentivized to come back here to the United States and bring their manufacturing back here to this country. Of course, it'll take a lot of cooperation with private industry, but uh, I think the way things are going, uh, they might be a little bit more amenable to the idea, with China becoming more and more of not just an economic competitor, but now a military competitor as well. And don't you think that this is equal parts renewing America, which it certainly is, but also a strategic move? Because think of all the supply chain issues we had. Think how much China has ripped us off, both in terms of technology, innovation, and our military secrets, too. Trump's attempting to stop this whilst at the same time rebuilding America and making it look, from a manufacturing and agricultural standpoint, more what it looked like 30, 40 years ago before China got most favored nation trade status. So uh, in my opinion, this is a brilliant thing. He's marrying two things that need to happen at once and bringing law and order and futuristic innovation in research and development. And just like with NASA, the flying cars, there'll be other technologies that spin off of that that will benefit both Americans and humankind. Yeah. Uh, This is what Pierce was talking about at the beginning of the show. This is thinking big. This is thinking this is something that we should be aiming for, that we shouldn't be going small potatoes, as Trump likes to call small plans. It's selling hope. It is. And and it's selling a a, an America that'll be, you know, a worthy of the 21st and 22nd centuries. You know, he's thinking long-term future here because obviously you can't do this in 4 years. Can't even do it in 12, but you can do it in 25 or 50. And this what is what we should be aiming for. As I said, if 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 our thinking is going to be small potatoes like let's do a little, you know, here a little bit there, uh, that's not going to do it. We we need to let loose the creative juices of the human spirit. Isn't that just saying that unleash American exceptionalism while the swamp in the Biden administration, they want to take us backwards. They want to give us a European socialist, one world government type situation. And these are countries that we've far surpassed in every single aspect and in many cases defeated. Yeah. Why do we want to be like them? That's the whole point. And so not only is Trump saying, let's make America great again, he's saying, and and this is how we can do it. And this is what we should be aiming for. And and, and it's brilliant. I, I really like the part about having a, setting off another baby boom. Because uh, a study just came out the other day talking about how young couples aren't getting married, and even those that are getting married aren't having children. And, and it's a sad thing, and we cannot sustain our society. Even Chuck Schumer, what, just a couple of months ago, said we're not having enough babies? Well, part of the reason is, of course, we make babies. Well, 
we, how should I say this? We generate babies. We just don't bore, just don't bear them <laughs> to the full, and, to the full, you know, term. And and there's a societal uh, issue there as well too, because marriages tend to stay together more when their children involved, because the parents will sacrifice for the children, and that's something we desperately need in this country: is families to stay together and keep the nuclear family intact yeah, well. for. The cultural reasons and economic reasons. But, of course, the family is under attack right now by the left. Nostradamus has joined us. Hi, guys. Happy Patriot Home Funding Friday. And you know one thing that will spur people to have the confidence to have a baby, have two babies, get married, stay married? Economic opportunity. Who's going to do that? Joe uh, Biden? Not likely. No. Not likely. Not likely. So, anyway, uh, Trump is off to the races. He'll be making a speech tomorrow night, and then it won't be too much longer before he hits the rally trail again. And we'll see what happens with the other candidates. But that Emerson poll that came out the other day, by the way, showed that Trump, his lead grew since January, and DeSantis's lead shrank since January. Now, we'll see what happens here. But right now, Trump, uh, as Mike Gallagher put it accurately this morning, has the momentum. Yeah, and as we said last week, it's Trump's race to lose. And I'm kind of interested to see how the Republican establishment thinks they're going to wipe out a 15-plus point deficit when Trump has such a sizable amount of the base pretty much under lock and key. I I'm really don't see how that's going to happen. If everything that has happened prior to now with Donald Trump, going all the way back to John McCain and the prison, you know, the POW thing, and then the Billy Bush tape, and then the Russia collusion, and they're not sending their finest, the, the two impeachments, the 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 January sixth, whatever you want to call it, the raid at Mar-a-Lago, uh, the the Kanye West thing down there, if that has and and the Ron DeSanctimonious thing, if all of that has not yet managed to pull people who's like me, who are diehard Trump supporters away from him, I can't imagine anything that will. Conversely, <laughs> if Trump ends up not being the nominee, most Republicans and a lot of Trump fans will support the nominee. Yep. But all it's going to take is 3 or 4% of that huge mega crowd to say, you know what? Not I'm me. sitting this one out. Yeah. I'm not getting involved. They don't even have to vote for the other guy. All they have to do is not show up. Yeah. And that, and then you lose the presidency in both houses and you're right back where we were last year. And yeah. then that's the end. Yeah. I really honestly believe that I, if, if we do not retake the White House and both houses in 2024, it is the end of our nation. As we know it, it certainly would be. Do you think that the uh, swamp is putting all their eggs in um, the special counsel's basket, that there's somehow going to be an indictment against Trump, and that's going to flip the race? I can't see really anything else. Uh, they are trying their hardest in each and every way that they can. And that's possibly, but once again, that's not going to wrench people who support Trump away from him. It, it's just not going to happen. And as I said, a lot of it, too, I think there's a lot of people like me out there that I was robbed when they took Trump 
and kicked him out and did it the way they did it, they took that away from me is the way I see it, and I want it back. And all of us. That's right. All, of our, all the Trump supporters. Exactly. There's got to be some redemption here. There's got to be some justice. And if the Justice Department won't do it, it's up to the we the people. Mm-hmm. And we have the, the plan to do it. And, and I'm here to tell you that, like it or not, to you Republicans out there, Donald Trump is the best chance for victory in 2024 for the very reasons those Dennis and Pierce just said. That at this point, there will be enough people who will say, well, if it ain't Trump, I'd forget it. I'm done. And that will put it right into the Democrats. You know, I use... And then there will be a lot of people who will be, mm, let's just say, uh, ain't going to vote for another rhino. And they're going to see any and everybody who ain't Trump as that. And I'm not saying that necessarily they are or not, but there will be enough people who will say that and believe it. How many millions of people voted for McCain and then voted for Romney have decided that's it? No more. I don't know, but a lot of them came back for Donald Trump. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. And listen, you know, Trump did something no other president has done. He, in his second run for president, had 20% more votes than he did the first time. That doesn't happen in politics unless the politician is doing something right. But but he lost fair and square, so there's nothing to see here, so just move on. Or they are cheating. And we know what no cheating going on in Donald on Donald Trump's behalf. Certainly not enough to change the outcome of the election. And so, if anything, the cheating was going on against him. But the the, the, the cheating aside, forget about that for a moment. Just think about what he achieved. And and under any and all other circumstances, he would have won going away a landslide. But because of the scamdemic and changing the rules, rigging the election, and then voter vote harvesting, ballot harvesting, and all of that, well, uh, they had to go to great ex- to great lengths and to a great extent to overcome what Trump did. And this is why Mike Lindell says it was a miracle, because in doing so, they have exposed themselves, right? They've exposed themselves. And it really wasn't widespread cheating. It was in Philadelphia. That's it right. It was in Atlanta. Yep. It was in Milwaukee. It was in Phoenix. That's right. And Philly. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Because they uh, control the voting in those regions and those cities and those areas. And there's such a population disparity, in other words, much concentration of people in those locales that they can manipulate the, the election by manipulating the, the voting that goes on there. 
Chris, you know, I use the words every time I come on air here, irredeemable, deplorables, drags of society, and bitter clingers, because those are actual words that Democrats said. They told us what they think of us. And when you think of somebody like that, you think that lowly of your opponent or your fellow man, it's much easier to cheat them and rip them off because you don't respect them. All right. When we come back from the break, we will have Bruce Cherry on the line coming to us live from from CPAC. So stay right there. You are listening to a Patriot Home Funding Friday on the American Adversaries Radio Show. AM 950 and FL 94.9. The answer. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're like me, you're probably spending more time in your vehicles. So it's more important than ever that we can rely on them. That's why if you have a Mercedes-Benz, you need to know Jerry and Janice Shepard. Because you can rely on Jerry's MB to keep your Mercedes in tip-top shape without leaving your budget out of shape. With their state-of-the-art facilities, factory-trained techs, decades of experience, and reasonable prices, Jerry's MB is your dealership alternative. Jerry's MB is located just off Alafaya Trail, just north of UCF. Give them a call at 407-366-6499 or visit them at jerryzmb.com. Remember, they're your dealership alternative. jerryzmb.com, 407-366-6499. Folks, if you've been longing for some good news, I've got some. Relax and Comfort will soon be celebrating a re-grand opening at a new location just around the corner from their present one. Winter Park Village has been undergoing major renovations that will soon be completed, making your outings there even more enjoyable. Better yet, you don't have to wait until then to get great deals on smart, fully adjustable beds, massage chairs, zero-gravity chairs, and, of course, X chairs. So visit Don and Jackie at Relax and Comfort in the Winter Park Village to begin the most relaxing time of your life. Call 407-628-5657 and visit RelaxAndComfort.com. American Adversaries listeners, owner and chef Pasquale Barba of Cafe Positano's has made dining in almost as good as dining out. He has added a freezer near the checkout full of their freshly prepared signature dishes with ingredients imported from Italy ready for your oven. Wonderful soups, desserts, pizza, pasta dishes, and my favorite, chicken marsala. Or you can make your own recipes with their fantastic marinara and tomato sauces. This is the ultimate in dine-in, take-out, fantastic food for another night. Cafe Positano, 407-774-8080. Fresh-made Italian food from Pasquale's family to you. For years, I've been seeing that shrimp and ticks mix be going together like salt in the sea. And alas, Tijuana Flats answered the call. New Tex-Mex takes on shrimp at Tijuana Flats. Crispy shrimp tacos with corn salsa, fajita shrimp quesadilla, and a tasty shrimp bowl with signature garlic lime sauce. These delicious new shrimp dishes loaded with Tex-Mex flavors are sure to be your new favorite. Only at Tijuana Flats. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the American Adversaries on Patriot Home Funding Friday. And yes, indeed, we do have the Seminole County Chairman of the Republican Executive Committee, Bruce Cherry, on the line with us from CPAC. Where is it at, actually, in Washington, D.C., Bruce Cherry? Thanks for being with us. Well, thank you for having me, Chris. Uh, it's actually at uh, National Harbor, which is across in Maryland. Uh, and it is, it, it's a busy CPAC. Not as 
not as big and not as great as when it's in Orlando, right. but still, nonetheless, it's spectacular. <laughs> okay, so what have you seen and done so far? Well, I just got finished with an interview on Lindell TV just a little while ago, so that's why it's uh, a little late getting with you guys. But uh, uh, it's just been a, just an incredible time here. Uh, Steve Bannon spoke a little while ago, got everybody fired up, and is really, uh, really pushing for Donald Trump to be in, in, uh, endorsed as the uh, Republican candidate for president for 2024. Now, he's going to speak tomorrow night, right? Yes, he's speaking tomorrow night, um, and I forget the exact time, but uh, he will be here. He will speak. I did have the opportunity to speak a little bit this afternoon with Donald Trump Jr., and uh, they're they're looking forward to uh, the president being here. Did he give you any indication when uh, Trump might come back to Central Florida and do a rally up there in Sanford or something at the airport? He did not, because trust me, that was something I was asking about. Um, no indication on that, that uh, his dad's schedule is fluid right now. And uh, we're even interested in, in having uh, Donald Trump Jr. come to the area as well. So, um, but, uh, you know, as you can imagine, they're, they're quite in demand right now. Oh, Bruce, Nostra yeah. Dennis here. Did you uh, happen to run into Nikki Haley? If so, how's she doing? She walked right past me. She seemed like she was doing very well. Did not have an opportunity to talk with her. Um, she spoke uh, for a little while today in, in the uh, in the main room, uh, and so it's just it's just been an array of uh, who's who in in uh, Republican politics. Now the Friday night dinner usually features a pretty good speaker. Do you know who it's going to be tonight? You know, you would say that you'd ask me that, and I'm getting ready to go upstairs and put my tux on because I'll be heading out to that dinner shortly. Um, I thought it was going to be Carrie Lake, but I, I was just wanting to confirm. It is. Carrie. Thank you. It is. Yeah. It's Carrie Lake. Okay. All right. That should it be exciting. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, she knows how to you know grab a crowd, so yes, she does. Uh, an audience. Um, what do you What are you seeing that uh, you maybe didn't expect to see, if anything? Well, it's just, uh, what I didn't expect to see is that it's a smaller group of vendors this year uh, here at, at CPAC. Uh, you know, normally the the room is full. Uh, but uh, it, it seems to be uh, less vintage this year. But, again, nonetheless, it's still a very spectacular event. And uh, a lot of folks here, there's a lot of positive energy about, you know, let's get the, the country back on track. And uh, there's a good representation of, uh, of young Republicans and even TARS, the teenage Republicans, are here. And so it's, 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 it's really good. It's, it's uplifting to one's heart. Uh, it should be. Um, and I guess you are a target of interviews as well. I've, I've had a few, yes. I've had a few. Well, good. Congratulations. Because, uh, well, Seminole County, it seems, is one of the first uh, counties to, you know, to have Patriots take over, you know, take back control of, of, its, uh, of its Republican Executive Committee. You know, there's been a few that have had, uh, uh, around the country, that have had issues with rhinos being in there and, and self-serving individuals, things like that. And Seminole County was among one of the first to really have Patriots step up and, and take back over the uh, Republican Party. So I'm, I'm proud of that fact, and uh, I'm honored to, to be a part of it. Bruce, this is Pierce. Have they given you any uh, reason why it was moved back to Washington from Orlando? Because to me, it seems like a mistake. You know, from from the optics, from my point of view, the same thing. No one's given me a good reason other than the fact they felt that having it here, they would have more access to Republican lawmakers that are that are here in D.C. Um, but 
I haven't seen as many here as we saw for the two that were in Orlando. Hey, everybody likes to go to O-Town, right? Yeah, you know, and, and yeah. we saw that, you know, both both CPACs that we had here the past two years, and also the Faith and Freedom Coalition Road to the Majority thing that we had down at yeah. the Gaylord Palms. People would rather get on a plane and come to Orlando than walk across the street in Washington, D.C. Probably so. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I got, absolutely. I got to ask you, did you see it when that Senator Kennedy from Louisiana spoke? I guess it was yesterday. Did you it was yesterday. Yesterday. Senator Kennedy spoke yesterday afternoon. I missed Senator Kennedy. I wanted to catch him. Uh, I was in the middle of an interview, and by the time the, 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 the sessions are very short here, they're about 20 minutes. And if you blink, you miss one. Did you catch Jim so, Jordan on Thursday? I did catch Jim Jordan. Tell me, he how was that? It was fantastic. He's another one that ignites a room and ignites a fire in the party. And whenever he speaks, people listen. Excellent. Excellent. Now, go ahead, Pierce. Anybody from Seminole County accompany you up there? Uh, some folks from the grassroots Republicans uh, are here. There's some folks from Volusia County here as well. I haven't seen any from Orange County, which that, that kind of shocked me. But uh, uh, people are very aware here of uh, what, what a vital state Florida is and what a vital community central Florida is for the Republican Party. Are you getting any questions as to uh, who you would support in a Republican primary? Uh, absolutely. That seems to be the big question that everybody wants to ask. And can you answer it? <laughs> well, I think you guys know I'm a America first, uh, MAGA kind of guy. So All right. I think that's I think that says it right there. That and, and that's not to say that I that I am not appreciative that we are blessed with such a great governor. We are. Uh, I just would like for him to give us four years, and then, you know, then we need to work to get him into the White House. Absolutely. Um, hey, you know, Bruce, for two, you for two terms. Yes, two terms. Exactly, yeah. Bruce. You should come join us on our show one day, live in the studio. If you need directions, we'll we'll get them to you. <laughs> okay, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, now, uh, tomorrow's a full day of events as well, and then it wraps up what Sunday morning. Sunday morning, yes. Okay, and then uh, of course, yeah, really, really, honestly, tomorrow night after President Trump speaks, uh, a lot of folks will be heading out. But uh, Sunday morning is the official end of the of the CPAC. Yeah, I remember the first year, two years ago, when it was here, and Trump it was Trump was a late announcement, and that he mm -hmm. was going to speak on Sunday afternoon. And unfortunately, a lot of the attendees had already gotten tickets out of town Sunday morning. Yeah. And when we arrived that day to do the show that we did out there, there was a lot of sad faces as they were leaving. And no, a lot of empty booths, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, so I, I, I personally hope they bring it back to uh, Central Florida. Yeah, yeah. I think, it's a, I think it's a better event there than, than it is here in D.C. That's just my personal opinion, but this, this has not been disappointing in any way, shape, or form. Okay, all right. And you say uh, a lot of young people again this year. Yes, yes. All right. Like I said, that's, you know, there's, there's there's hope. There's hope for conservatism. There's hope for the party. <laughs> hope. There's that word it keeps coming up in the show tonight. All right. Well, I hope to see you real soon, uh, Bruce. Thanks for checking in with us. We appreciate it, and have a great Thank time. You, you got it. All right. Thank All right. you, guys. All right. Once again, that's Bruce Cherry. He is the new chairman of the Seminole County Republican Executive Committee, and of course, they hold their meetings monthly, and. Uh, 
If you're a member of a Republican Party in Seminole County, you might want to join the executive committee there. And, of course, the meetings are open to all Republicans, even if you don't live in Seminole County. Okay, when we come back, we got hour number two of the show. And don't forget, the Killer Bee is going to join us live from the Hive. We also have Patrick McGarrow of the Hall Scott McGarrow Law Firm, who's going to join us to talk about the Proud Boys trial that's going on right now, ladies and gentlemen. And we got some other news as well, a lot to cram in here. So I hope you'll stay with us on this here Patriot Home Funding Friday. And, of course, we're going to have to tell you who's fighting for God and how he got into trouble doing it. All right, here with the American Adversaries. And don't forget, for all of your home funding needs, go to Patron Home Funding at myphf.com or call us at 407-399-1932. And Patriot Home Funding is now licensed in Florida, Georgia, and Michigan. That's right. So if you know somebody in Michigan or Georgia, or if you're moving there and want to buy a house, Patriot Home Funding is the place to go for your mortgage needs. We'll be right back with more of Patriot Home Funding Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, step right up. January 20th, 2017 will be remembered as the day the people became the rulers of this nation again. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. We do not seek to impose our way of life on anyone, but rather, To let it shine as an example, we will shine for everyone to follow. There should be no fear. We are protected, and we will always be protected. We will be protected by the great men and women of our military and law enforcement. And most importantly, we will be protected by God. We stand at the birth of a little millennium, ready to unlock the mysteries of space, to free the earth from the miseries of disease, and to harness the energies, industries, and technologies of tomorrow. A new national pride will stir ourselves, lift our sights, and heal our divisions. Your voice, your hopes, And your dreams will define our American destiny. Together, we will make America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America.
everybody. Welcome to our number two of the American Adversaries Drive Time Now Prime Time Patriot Home Funding Friday radio show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Got Pierce Outlaw, Nostra Dennis, and myself, Christopher Hart, in the Relax and Comfort Studio. Jeff Sennis is on the bridge. 407-774-8255 is the number. Want to go right to our next guest. He is a regular contributor when it comes to legal affairs. Of course, he is part of the Hall Scott McGarrow Law Firm. Talking about Patrick McGarrow. Patrick, how are you doing tonight? Wonderful. TGIF adversaries. TGIF. Amen to that. Been a long week for me. So, uh, this latest January 6th insurrection case that's going on right now uh, involves, I guess it's supposedly the hierarchy of the Proud Boys. Uh, what do you know about this case and how does it seem to be going? Okay, so we have a trial going on in Washington, D.C. Now, let me take a step back for a moment and educate the public on federal criminal trial. Number one, the federal government has a 98% conviction rate at trial for criminal defendants. The deck is stacked against you guys. And the reason is because almost every single federal prosecution has two characteristics. Number one is a cooperating witness, somebody who has sold their soul in order for a promise of leniency, in order to testify against their family members, their buddies, whoever. And the other part that is common in almost every single federal criminal prosecution is that the evidence is about everything except what you're really charged with. In essence, what the government does is engage in character assassination. They make you look like a piece of trash in front of the jury. You haven't got a chance. Once the jury hates your guts, then the government goes in for the, uh, for the, the coup d'etat. So, uh, or the coup de grace, sorry. This case is no different. The government brought this in one of the most liberal prosecution-minded districts in the country, okay, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this jury pool is going to be filled with white, liberal people who live in D.C., and those people are not going to be in any way, shape, or form receptive of any arguments the Proud Boys lawyers are going to uh, be presenting here. Now, there may be outliers here, but that is the stage for what's going on with these four defendants who are on trial right now. Now, they are, they are being charged uh, with uh, insurrection or conspiracy. What exactly are the charges? Let me just put it that way. Well, charges are mostly witness tampering and uh, sedition, you know, conspiracy to commit insurrection against the government of the United States, which is interesting because uh, the main players were not even in D.C. at the time. Not that you have to be, but uh, that's the government is essentially charging them with having an agreement to engage in the overthrow of the United States government. That's that's essentially what it boils down to. Now, and the testimony is really centered around uh, one guy who was one of the Proud Boys who has uh, entered into a cooperation agreement with the government. Yeah, his name, I think, is Jeremy Bertini or something to that effect. That's right. Jeremy Bertino. He was, uh, you know, the newspapers call him one of the top lieutenants of Enrique Tarrio, who is uh, the leader of the Proud Boys, you know, whether he's a lieutenant or not, you know, whether there's any real hierarchy, uh, I think that's just a poetic, uh, poetic license that the the uh, newspapers are taking here. But the fact that uh, this guy's been on the witness stand for five days, 
And what we've learned is he's been subject to cross-examination by four different defense lawyers, there's four defendants on trial. He's admitted to leaving out very important parts of his testimony uh, in his prior testimony given to the January 6th committee. He's admitted to lying to federal investigators when he was initially approached. Uh, he's admitted to leaving a voicemail on one of the co-defendant's wife's uh, cell phone numbers where he said you know, that there was no agreement between him or any other Proud Boys to engage in any sort of violent insurrection or even nonviolent insurrection. Uh, and he's obviously agreed or admitted to the fact that he has uh, entered into this cooperation agreement with the government and he has to testify in order to get any sort of leniency afforded to him because he's pled guilty. Uh, Patrick, under other circumstances, other than what you described, to preface all of this, especially the district that they're in, it seems to me that that would have undermined the prosecution's case. In in a normal world, like in state courts, you would be 100% correct. But, uh, you know, in Wonka land, which is what a lot of lawyers call federal courts, those rules do not apply. And again, what flies in federal court, which is very, very, very prosecution-minded, very prosecution-friendly, would never fly in even the most conservative states like Texas and Florida and Oklahoma. That stuff would simply, most judges would never allow that kind of evidence to come in and tarnish a defendant. But in federal court, no holds barred. You said that, that he's been on the stand for five days. Uh, do you anticipate he'll be back on the stand Monday? No, actually, there's, uh, the, what's come up is there's been a huge fight, and the docket doesn't go into it, and the newspapers haven't reported on it, which tells you it's probably something good for the defendants. The defendants are being tried before a federal district judge who is a Trump appointee. Not that that makes all the difference in the world, but maybe it'll make some difference. And there's been a fight between the defense lawyers and the prosecution over the admission of certain evidence. And they've been battling it out for, for the last month, actually, over evidence. And the trial is suspended because the court now has to deal with all these evidentiary issues. What the government has been trying to do it's been filing motions to prevent the defense lawyers from cross-examining witnesses, from confronting witnesses, and presenting evidence that would support a defense theory consistent with innocence. And now the judge has to sort through all these these issues. <laughs> Once again, under normal circumstances, it seems like they got a pretty good case. They're, they, that the lawyer, that that the defendants' lawyers have a good point here. They do have a good point, and they are putting up one hell of a fight. I can see that from the docket. The docket is 52 pages long. A normal federal criminal docket is around six to seven pages long. The fact that it's this long means that there's there's lots of fights over motions. And everything that I've seen shows that these lawyers are fighting their hearts out. They're fighting an unpopular cause. Um, you know, they're fighting for somewhat unpopular people, at least in that district. And uh, and they're giving everything they possibly can. Um, but yes, in, in normal state court, they would be riding high. In federal court, they are way behind the eight ball no matter what they do. And if they score a victory on any count, it'll be nothing short of miraculous. And I guess the jury is just put on hold for the time being? Jury gets to come back on Tuesday, assuming that the court 
we'll be able to deal with, and, you know, all of these evidentiary issues all day Monday. There's going to be, and I've been through these myself, Chris. There's going to be a lot of unkind words spoken. There's going to a lot of be, there's going to be a lot of gnashing of the teeth. Uh, there's going to be a lot of battles all day long on Monday, and ultimately the court's going to make a decision about what it's going to let into evidence and what it's not going to do, whether to tie one of the hands of the defense lawyers behind their back or let them, you know, duke it out. All right. Well, if you can keep up with the case, I'd like you to come back next week and and give us a review. Uh, In the meantime, uh, this is sort of related because it does have to do with the so-called insurrection on January the 6th. Wanted to get your thoughts on this and just off the top of your head. Nostra Dennis, if you would. As I'm sure you know, Patrick, the Justice Department said Thursday that police officers can sue former President Donald Trump over the violence at the Capitol. On January 6, 2021, they say Trump does not have absolute immunity from multiple civil lawsuits filed by police officers and members of Congress. And knowing this Justice Department, a lot of times they will throw things out there to see if it sticks. What's your thoughts on that, Patrick? You know, first of all, worst insurrection ever, right? Not a shot fired except by a police officer. So uh, second, it's amazing to me all the time as to how this doctrine of immunity is selectively applied depending on who is in charge here. Now, normally, under you know, when I went to law school, they, they taught you that uh, the president had immunity from almost everything. And Bill Clinton was one of the first exceptions to that, and only because he chose to lie under oath in a deposition. Now, ever since then, the only time immunity has never been extended to a president, is one Donald J. Trump, right? Other than that, Obama has had immunity, Bush has had immunity, Biden has had immunity, everybody has immunity except Donald Trump. Uh, Now, keeping, keeping in mind the theme here, police officers, they signed up for this. How are they gonna, they're gonna have to show that the president was directly responsible for their injuries, whatever those injuries may be. And for a job they signed up for, uh, honestly, I think they should only be able to collect uh, workers' compensation. But that's just my thoughts. And by the way, that's a DOJ opinion, basically, correct? Wouldn't wouldn't that eventually, couldn't that be argued to the Supreme Court? Absolutely. And, you know, I, I'm sure if, uh, if these suits proceed, that is going to make its way to the Supreme Court, where I think ultimately they will rule in Trump's favor. However... Before that happens, he's going to have to pay a lot of people like me at the hourly rate, and they're going to bleed. And, and again, this is probably just designed to bleed them. Right. Yep. Patrick, uh, can you see a situation where those uh, law enforcement officers and politicians are able to gain class status in that lawsuit? Uh, I doubt it. Um, I don't think there's simply enough of them to form a class action. Uh, it would be a small class action, but that doesn't mean that uh, we won't see Morgan and Morgan try to uh, jump in on that bandwagon, I'm sure. You know, them and along with all the other guys uh, looking for Camp Lejeune, uh, you know, water damages. <laughs> Those guys might try it, but 
it'll it'll be the worst class action ever. Injured in an insurrection. Call. <laughs> Call. Yes. Morgan and Morgan. I'm John Morgan. <laughs> you were injured on January 6th. Uh, um, I got to get no well, class. Well, we got you online because I know you're from New York, as is Nostra Dennis here. I got to get your thoughts on this restitution idea here. According to documents filed in federal court this week, Protesters who are restrained with zip ties, battered with batons, and pepper sprayed will be paid millions in a new settlement reached with New York City and the NYPD. They're going to pay a total of $7 million out to people who are protesting, some rioting, some looting, some peacefully protesting. That comes out to $21,500 each. Well, these people were protesting because of the George Floyd incident. And this goes to what you were just saying, you know, sort of selective uh, justice here, that these people, they're heroes, and the people on January 6th are insurrectionists. Patrick, your, your thoughts as a New Yorker? My thoughts as a New Yorker is, I don't know what I'm doing here. I should be protesting in New York. If I can get arrested a couple times a week and earn $21,800 per protest, yeah. I can retire early. I am in the, we, guys, we're in the wrong racket. Absolutely. <laughs> I guess that's right. Radio ain't doing it. We know that. All right. Well, and, and don't you know that when you juxtapose that against uh, Garland's testimony with Josh Hawley and uh, Ted Cruz this week, how they the Justice Department didn't defend the Supreme Court justices, it just makes it all the more uh, blatant. Yeah, your thoughts on that, Patrick? Again, uh, you know, who's, who's watching the watchers, right? Uh, these are supposed to be the guardians of justice, the Justice, Depart- justice Department, the so-called Justice Department, okay? When they pick and choose the winners and the losers, they're not the Justice Department, they're the Injustice Department. That's my thoughts on That's all I have to say about that. Okay. Um, well, bringing it back closer to home, there's a bill being floated in the legislature that would require all bloggers and writers to register and give their sources of funding if they wrote anything about any elected statewide politician. What do you think about that possible bill? Well, this is where the libertarian in me comes out. Um, they should not have to register. I'm against any government registration at all of guns, people, anything. Amen. Uh, now, if uh, you know, I don't believe in putting uh, putting you know handcuffs on the press like that because that could stifle uh, free speech. However, I am in favor of forcing people to come up with their sources if they print spurious allegations that are defamatory. And tell us, where did you get this from? Because if they're just making it up out of thin air, then they need to be held accountable. If they're getting it from a reliable, an actual source, then guess what? That source might have to be re- held accountable if this is defamatory. And that is one of the things I'm very sensitive to. The First Amendment does not protect defamation. And just because you're a journalist doesn't mean that you have a free pass to say or do whatever you want and ruin somebody. We all know that you know the pen is mightier than the sword. So indeed, uh, yeah. I, I, again, against registration whatsoever. No, no limits on free speech. All right, except those which have been in place since the founding of, the, of this country. All right, excellent. All right, well, we'll stay in touch uh, about this Proud Boys case. But in the meantime, have a great weekend, Patrick McGarrow. We appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Have a Thank great you. weekend, everyone. And once again, if you need his or uh, Jamie Hall Scott services. 
you can go to appealslawgroup.com to find them, appealslawgroup.com. We'll be right back with more of the American Adversaries on a Patriot Home Funding Friday. And don't forget, after us tonight, you got some Blue Darters baseball as they take on the Eustace Panthers. It's a home baseball game for the Darters. And you can stay at home and listen to it because the Roger Franklin Williams and Joe Ferrero call a great game. And they're going to join us for a couple of minutes when we come back. AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. Join us for the 38th annual Central Florida All-British Car Show at Henry's Depot, 212 West 1st Street in Sanford on April 1st from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Come see nearly 200 classic British cars, visit our vendors, and have lunch at Henry Depot's fabulous food court. Exhibitors and vendors can arrive for the show at 8 a.m. and trophies will be awarded at 3 Registrations can be done at our website at BritishCarClubOfCentralFlorida.com. It's free to the public with free parking, and it's a great day of family fun. Don't forget to join us Friday night, March 31st at 5.30 at the Post Time Lounge in Castleberry for our annual pre-show meet and greet. Make it a weekend of fun at the Central Florida All-British Car Show. Hey, Central Florida, Dave Ramsey here. When you need advice on your taxes and want to work with someone who has the heart of a teacher, you need to see Larry Herring CPA. He's one of our tax-endorsed local providers, and he's ready to talk with you about all your income tax needs. Larry Herring will help you manage your taxes just like any other expense. Take it from me, Larry is your guy. 407-647-7777 or at herringcpa.com. Network Sound and Video. Are you moving, downsizing, cleaning, or consolidating your garage, attic, storage unit? You'll probably find some pretty valuable family archives like 8mm film, videotapes, photos, slides, records, and cassettes. Well, now is the perfect time to have us transfer your family memories to new digital formats. Share your treasures with family, friends, classmates, business associates, and military buddies. Call or visit Network Sound and Video, 407-834-8555. 407-834-8555. New Queso Blanco is officially on the menu at T. Tijuana Flats. Try it in the new dueling queso appetizer alongside our signature gold queso. Double down on deliciousness. Order your dueling queso at TijuanaFlats.com. It's time to convert and sell more with the best tools made for small, medium, and large businesses to grow online. With JJC Marketing Solutions, you can grow with do-it-yourself, easy website and funnel builder, or they will build it for you. More options at your fingertips with JJC Marketing Solutions. Not only do you get the best state-of-the-art website, but also comprehensive sales funnels, CRM tools, and powerful search engine optimization. No matter where you are, they can help you grow your business with affordable online marketing solutions. Get weekly reports, dashboard access, and full transparency to see how your keywords are growing. Start building your online presence today. JJCMarketingSolutions.com. That's JJCMarketingSolutions.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Answer traffic. Westbound I-4 going slow around St. John's River Bridge and from Kirkman out toward US-27. Eastbound I-4 slow from Old Polk Road up towards the beach line and around West 1st Street. 
Also slowdowns on the 429 southbound headed into I-4. Your latest answer traffic, I'm Dave Dorica. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Miller for you. Let's go to the baseball field, the diamond, where we got Roger Franklin Williams and Philly Joe Ferrero getting ready for Blue Darters baseball tonight. Roger, how's it look out there? Looks absolutely beautiful, Chris. We've just been observing an absolutely a splendid sunset with the sun uh, sinking slowly in the west, and uh, it's literally a perfect night for baseball weather-wise. Um, however, there is a very strong wind, uh, which we expect to, yeah, will definitely be a factor in the game. Yeah, we can hear it blowing across your microphone right now. And what what's uh, the Blue Dartist baseball team look like this year? How are they playing? Uh, it's been a mixed bag thus far. Popka's coming into this game at two and three. Eustace uh, is coming in at three and one. Popka's played a couple of excellent ball games. A road win over at Lake Howell, very strong program, which was actually a come from behind victory on, um, in the season opener um, and won that one in extra innings. Uh, had a great outing earlier this week. I think it was Tuesday night versus the Boone Braves. Uh, beat them 7-1 to and played very well, but we've had some bad games as well. Um, lost an ugly, had an ugly loss over at Lake Brantley uh, uh, last week and then lost to Foundation Academy 8 to nothing last night. So it's been uh, all over the board thus far. Uh, I ask this every time uh, when we talk to you. Are there any Division One prospects or possible MLB draft prospects we need to be keeping an eye on tonight? I would say uh, season for, just started. For a Popka, most likely no MLB uh, future prospects, but you never know about that. And um, uh, Anthony DeVita uh, is going to uh, is a, a Rollins commit. Of course, Rollins is Division Two, but um, you know that seems to be what I know about our, our college prospects. Well, Philly Joe, you just said the season. I suspect several of the guys will will, will play at the next level. Yeah. The, 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 this yeah go is, ahead, Chris. This is early in the season. How many games are they going to play? I mean, how long is the season going? That's a very good question. I honestly don't have the schedule in front of me, but uh, more than through, five. Yeah, through the end, end of uh, April, I would suspect. <laughs> well, yeah. we, well, we know you guys are going to be broadcasting another game in April, so uh, the season really is just getting rolling here. And now, the second week so far. Yeah. Now, what do you know about the Uses team? Don't know a whole lot about Eustis. You know, they're right up the road, just a little bit north of Apopka. They're Lake County School. We're Apopka. Apopka's been playing Eustis in sports for probably close to 100 years. So uh, I wouldn't call them a full-blown rival, but, you know, they're another small-town school, um, you know, with, with their name on the on the school. So, um, you know, it, it'll be a spirited game, I'm sure. Now, the JV game, I was here for part of that, and, the, and our JV team looked really good. They won over Eustis 8 to nothing even in spite of the wind that was happening. Excellent, excellent. And I would say, uh, probably like everybody else, Eustace uh, would love to beat Apopka, so. Exactly, yeah. All right, now what time is first pitch? Is it right at 7 or seven, a little after? Well, it might be a little bit delayed because there's some issues with the, the, the clock, 
but yeah, approximately 7 p.m. Official time is 7 p.m. Yeah. All right. Or, the, or somewhere very quickly after. And speaking of that wind, the flag is just straight out. All right. Horizontal. Well, all right. As I said, we can hear it blowing across the microphones. And we'll be listening to the game tonight at 7 o'clock. Have a great game, guys. Thank you. All right. We'll all be right, right back. Yep, we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting a skin lesion removed from President Biden's chest last month was a basal cell carcinoma, a common form of skin cancer. That's according to his doctor, who added that no further treatment was required. Dr. Kevin O'Connor, the White House doctor who has served as Biden's longtime physician, said Friday that all cancerous tissue was successfully removed. Walgreens says it will not start selling an abortion pill in 20 states that have warned of legal consequences if it did that. The drugstore chain's announcement Thursday signals that access to mifepristone may not expand as broadly as federal regulators intended in January. That's when they finalized a rule change allowing more pharmacies to provide the pill, which is one of two used in medical abortions. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 387 points. The Nasdaq rose 226. This is SRN News. AM 950 and FM 94.9. The answer. Call me and I'll do the rest. I'm Abby Greenberg with the Golden Group at Compass, the number one brokerage in the country. It's a seller's market and there's no better time to list your house. I'll get it sold and get you the greatest return on your real estate investment. Need to make renovations first? Through Compass Concierge, we'll cover the renovation costs up front and sell your house for top dollar. I'm Abby Greenberg, and you can sell your home with ease with the Golden Group. 407-484-2689. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're like me, you're probably spending more time in your vehicles. So it's more important than ever that we can rely on them. That's why if you have a Mercedes-Benz, you need to know Jerry and Jana Shepard because you can rely on Jerry's MB to keep your Mercedes in tip-top shape without leaving your budget out of shape. With their state-of-the-art facilities, factory-trained techs, decades of experience, and reasonable prices, Jerry's MB is your dealership alternative. Jerry's MB is located just off Alafaya Trail, just north of UCF. Give them a call at 407-366-6499 or visit them at jerryzmb.com. Remember, they're your dealership alternative. jerryzmb.com, 407-366-6499. Folks, if you've been longing for some good news, I've got some. Relax and Comfort will soon be celebrating a re-grand opening at a new location just around the corner from their present one. Winter Park Village has been undergoing major renovations that'll soon be completed, making your outings there even more enjoyable. Better yet, you don't have to wait until then to get great deals on smart, fully adjustable beds, massage chairs, zero-gravity chairs, and, of course, X chairs. So visit Don and Jackie at Relax and Comfort in the Winter Park Village to begin the most relaxing time of your life. Call 407-628-5657 and visit RelaxandComfort.com. Welcome to the American Adversaries. Drive Time, the Titans of Talk Radio on AM 950 and FM 94.9. The Answer, online at TheAnswerOrlando.com, AmericanAdversaries.com, streaming on Rumble, and a special welcome to Super Channel WACX Antenna TV viewers on 55.7. Now, let's join the action. Well, if you ask me where I come from, Here's what I tell everyone I was born by God's dear grace In an extraordinary place 
the stars and stripes. All right, I got it. Okay. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the American Adversaries on a Patriot Home Funding Friday. That is Pierce Outlaw, along with Master Dennis and myself, Christopher Hart. We are in the Relaxing Comfort Studio, and I want to bring in the conversation now. The Killer Bee himself, author of Truth Be Told. Of course, I'm talking about B. Brian Blair. How are you doing tonight, B. Brian? Doing great, Chris. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. I want Pierce to play just a little bit of Donald Trump. Uh, this is a video that he released today on True Social, just to get a flavor of it, and then I want to get your comments on it. So here it is, Pierce. It is cut number one, Pierce Outlaw. <laughs> we have that cut. That cut ready? Uh, they got that cut. Here we go. All right. All right, hold it. There you go. They pushed across an unsettled continent and built new cities in the wild frontier. They transformed American life with the interstate highway system, magnificent it was, and they launched a vast network of satellites into orbit all around the Earth. But today, our country has lost its boldness. Under my leadership, we will get it back in a very big way. If you look at just three years ago, what we were doing was unthinkable how good it was, how great it was for our country. Our objective will be a quantum leap in the American standard of living. That's what will happen. Here are just a few of the ways we can do it. Almost one-third of the land mass of the United States is owned by the federal government, with just a very, very small portion of that land, just a fraction, one-half of one percent. Would you believe that? We should hold a contest to charter up to 10 new cities and award them to the best proposals for development. Okay. In other words... Thanks, Pierce. Uh, this, this idea of a new America, he's actually beginning to flesh it out, not just say, make America great again, Killer B. This idea of a positive, optimist message. Will it fly? Well, I think so. I think that, um, you know... Obviously, Donald Trump uh, knows how to make money, and um, that's what he wants to happen for everybody, regardless of race, creed, color, where you're at socially, economically. Donald Trump is for the working man, and he is looking for people to build <clears throat> horizons. It's just like um, bringing um, uh, businesses into um to the poorer cities, closer to the poorer cities, so, you know, more people uh, have an opportunity to work and, uh, you know, without having to drive long ways, own a car, things like that. Donald Trump is a visionary, and um, I think he'll lay it out very very clearly tomorrow at CPAC, and um, we're going to hear a lot more of this. Oh, I, I think you're absolutely right. And he's thinking big, and he's putting out big, bold ideas, uh, ideas that somebody might say like a dreamer type thing. But actually, that works pretty well in politics, generally speaking, doesn't it? Sure, you get everybody thinking. And, you know, it takes, um, I hate to use uh, Hillary's, uh, you know, it takes a village to raise a child, but it takes 
more than, you know, somebody can come up with an idea, but you have to have people that are smarter than you in, in certain aspects that are more intelligent than you. You bring those people around you, and those are what makes that idea successful. And Donald Trump has, has learned his lessons the hard way about doing that in politics. Um, he kind of got off to a rough start, picking the wrong people to be around him, and he he soon wisened up. And that's why I think Trump has such an advantage over our wonderful governor, whom <clears throat> most of us truly love and adore. But, uh, you know, Trump's been there, he's done that, and he's a visionary, and he will surround himself with the right people this time. And And Trump has... For all of his, you know, negative tweets and, and, you know, mean comments and stuff like that, he is actually, on an emotional level, he's a very likable guy. Um, and that's very powerful when you make that connection. Now take, for instance, what happened to Lori Lightfoot this week. Nasha Dennis, you got that story there? Yeah, hang on. Let me pull it out of my big stack of stuff. Because, you know, Lori Lightfoot got her clock cleaned on Tuesday, and she'll no longer be the mayor after they have the runoff. Here you go. Yeah, a guy named Dan Proft talked to our colleague uh, Mike Gallagher earlier this week. He's from Chicago AM560, The Answer. And uh, his take on it was that more than anything... It wasn't politics that led to Lightfoot's loss. It was a repudiation of her personality. Um, He says, uh, you know, Chicago is a machine. It's a machine town. But more than anything, she was just so personally off-putting, so personally disdainful that people, even people who supported her policies, had enough of her. And they decided to rearrange the deck chairs. But we're still sailing toward the iceberg here because the two candidates (laughs) who are headed to the runoff are both ultra-liberal. But, you know, we hear so much of this same sort of analysis of Donald Trump. Oh, we like his policies, but we don't like his personality. But yet he is as strong as ever on the political scene, seems to me, Killer B. Well, just look at his rallies. I mean, he has never had a rally that I've seen that hasn't sold out. I mean, they're packed. People love to... I mean... He is entertaining people. Uh, he's, you know, just the opposite of Lori Lightfoot. You you want to turn the channel when you hear her spew her, her rhetoric. Whereas, you know, Trump knows how to pull the right strings. He knows how to say the right things. He doesn't stutter. He doesn't, I mean, he gets right to the point, whether you like the point or not. And, um, you know, more people gravitate to him. That's why he's leading in all the polls, uh, in my opinion, Chris. As a matter of fact, in this Emerson College poll, which they're doing monthly now, his lead grew from January to February, and all the other Republicans, you know, their numbers shrank. All the other Republican numbers shrank or stayed the same. But his numbers grew, and he put him at 55%. 30% over uh, Ron DeSantis coming in at second place. And he was down four points. Trump was up. So certainly he is he's getting the benefit also, I think, of almost weekly now, something is happening that sort of brings things right back to Trump's feet. And the latest one was this energy department admission that the COVID bug came from that Wuhan lab, or most likely did. I mean, and and of course, Trump has been saying that all along. And we're going to be seeing more of that, I predict, over this next year. Killer killer B? Yes, and when people look back at all all the things that that, um, 
caused them to lose, you know, valuable, valuable things. It would, not only the loss of life, but the uh, the loss of living life for so many people that missed their graduations, their weddings, um, that couldn't go to hospitals to see their loved ones before um, some of them passed. I mean, it, you add all that stuff up and the fentanyl deaths and all the things that are going on in this country. And, and basically... You know, no matter what happens, it's about the economy. People, no matter what policy you pull up, they all there's many that pull high, but nothing pulls higher than the economy. People um, were well off when Donald Trump. Uh, people were uh, in a much better position. If you, the old question, Chris, when you ask people were they better off four years ago or not, they're going to look at themselves and say, absolutely, I was. We didn't have all this racial divide. We didn't have all the things that are going on right now. We didn't have nearly as many fentanyl deaths. We didn't have um, all this inflation and the things that are going uh, wrong with this country. I mean, China, you know, owning so many acres uh, of our of our land near to near sensitive places. I mean, this wouldn't happen under a Trump administration, and that's going to be pointed out. As a matter of fact, Axios just. Uh, pointed out that uh, Trump has a five-point plan to defeat DeSantis. Him and DeSantis got 70 uh, percent of those poll numbers that you just talked about, even though uh, Trump's in the lead. He is on the ball, and he's learned a lot. He's, he's withstood more arrows than any white man ever did during the cowboy days. <laughs> and I believe he will be the last man standing in the Republican, <clears throat> and he will be the Republican nom- nominee. And I think he will go on to be victorious because of exactly what you're talking about. Uh, That's what that Emerson poll predicted, uh, the whole thing, uh, what you just said. Go ahead, Pierce. Brian, you know, another thing we didn't have under the Uh Trump. Did we lose Killer B? Okay. All right. We're going to have to reestablish contact with the Killer B. Jeff, let's do that during the break. Let's go ahead and take the break so that when we reestablish contact, we will not have to take the break. You are listening to the American Adversaries. Don't forget when we wrap it up here at 7 o'clock, you got Blue Darter Baseball, great high school baseball as they take on the Eustace Panthers. All right. So stick around for all of that and more with the Killer B when we come back. AM 950 and FL. 94.9, The Answer. American Adversaries listeners, owner and chef Pasquale Barba of Cafe Positano's has made dining in almost as good as dining out. He has added a freezer near the checkout full of their freshly prepared signature dishes with ingredients imported from Italy ready for your oven. Wonderful soups, desserts, pizza, pasta dishes, and my favorite, chicken marsala. Or you can make your own recipes with their fantastic marinara and tomato sauces. This is the ultimate in dine-in, take-out, fantastic food for another night. Cafe Positano, 407-774-8080. Fresh-made Italian food from Pasquale's family to you. Real estate in Florida is on fire. And to succeed in a hyper-competitive market, you need the very best mortgage broker on your home team. This is Ashley Bedford with Patriot Home Funding, the official mortgage broker of the American Adversaries Radio Network. Patriot Home Funding offers a variety of loan options, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, renovation, investor debt service coverage, bank statement loans, purchases, and refinances. Every loan you need to make your American dream come true. 
you. Call us today at 407-389-5132 or visit us on the web at myphf.com to get started on your journey. That's 407-389-5132 or myphf.com. At Patriot Home Funding, we finance the American dream. Patriot Home Funding is a licensed mortgage broker business in the state of Florida, NMLS 171699, and is an equal housing lender. Ashley Bedford is a licensed mortgage originator in the state of Florida, NMLS 127-8530. I'm Ashley Legend, and I approve this message. The Street Corn Takeover is back at Tijuana Flats with bigger flavors, bolder recipes, and a brand new chili garlic marinated steak that'll blow your mind. For a limited time, try five delicious new menu items loaded with zesty street corn, like the chili garlic steak and tater tot burrito, or the chili lime seasoned chicken and street corn tacos. Come try the five new street corn favorites during the street corn takeover at Tijuana Flats, starting at $9.99. Order on the app or at TijuanaFlats.com. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, indeed, we do have the Killer Bee back on the line with us. And don't forget, you can get his book, Truth Be Told, on Amazon or at Amazon. And, of course, you spell B with two E's because he is the Killer Bee, of course. So, uh, Brian, we were, we were just talking about, uh, you know, the, uh, the presidential primary. Another thing that Emerson Poll showed, however, is that Joe Biden's support amongst the party, his party, is much stronger than what we're being led to believe by some other polls. In particular, young people, 18 to 34, prefer Joe Biden 85% in that poll. So it, right now, it looks like it's going to be a rematch in 2024. Yeah, well, um, I, <laughs> I don't know how many clips they have of Biden stumbling and fumbling. And, you know, it just goes to show that the power of the lamestream media is is extremely powerful. And young people don't tend to search out their news as much as, you know, you know, middle aged and older people do. So I, I don't doubt that poll. I mean, younger people look at, you know, what's happening for me. Um, they understand that he's going to bat to find a fight for something that I believe we'll find is unconstitutional when the student uh, loan thing. Yep. When the student loan thing happens, of course. And, uh, you know, depending on what happens in Ukraine, we get into world war three. Um, there's going to be a lot of anti-Joe sentiment. Speaking of that, Pierce has this. Yeah, uh, Brian, uh, I was going to ask you this on the other side of the break before the line went dead. Um, You know, one of the other things we didn't have during the Trump administration was a war in Ukraine. And we know that um, white suburban women are a swing demographic, and they've leaned more heavily Democrat more recently. But with Zelensky saying this week that American sons are needed to fight on the ground in Ukraine. Is that going to be a bridge too far for these white suburban women to send their kids to Ukraine to die? It's one thing to put a flag on your avatar on social media. It's quite another thing to send your kid to die. Absolutely. That's a great point, Pierce. And, um, you know, of course, nobody wants to see that, and especially your suburban mothers. I mean, it's bad. And, um, you know, thinking about all the um, the COVID deaths we've had, the fentanyl deaths we've had, the the, the wrongful deaths that we have that to me um, lie squarely on the government's 
back. Not 100%, but a majority of it does. Um, as long as, as that's brought, brought out, and it will be, it'll be brought out all through the primaries. People, people have got to start you know, paying attention and seeing what's going on. Um, young kids don't understand inflation. They don't, they don't understand um, a, a lot of what makes, makes you know, our world tick, but you know, that's what growing up is all about. I believe by the time we get to um, election time, Trump will uh, captivate the suburban moms, and, and he'll lay all these points out. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, something interesting has happened <clears throat> because, of course, the Senate uh, flipped to, I can say flip because it was tied, but it went to the Democrats, and they had a 51 to 49 majority. However, now, because they have two absences, and these are for unknown lengths of time, it is back to a, a tie. And now the tie is 49 to 49. Get this, Nostra Dennis. If you're keeping score, it's actually 48 to 48, because oh. there are four senators, three Democrat and one Republican, have missed all of their votes this week for various reasons. Senator Dianne Feinstein, Democrat, California, is dealing with a, quote, health matter, and it's not clear when she'll be back. She if is, ever. She is 89 years old, and she said, oh, I'm not running for re-election, uh, but that doesn't mean she's giving up her seat. John Fetterman has been undergoing treatment for clinical depression since February 15th, and in fact, it is said that he can't understand what people are saying to him. That Yet he sponsored sounds- a bill this week. So, Amazing. Uh, yes. Amazing. Yeah, yes. And apparently when Fetterman hears people talk, it sounds like the grown-ups in Peanuts. The third Democrat out right now is Jeff Merkley of Oregon, who flew home this week after his mother died. Senator Bob Casey had prostate cancer surgery last month, but he's come back to work at the Capitol this week, so they kind of swapped out one for another. And Mike Crapo, uh, Idaho, has been out after contracting the coronavirus, so he missed all the votes this week. So it's 48 to 48. They're trying to put through federal judges. Harris has had to come in and break a couple of deadlocks. And one or two times, there's been a 49 to 48 vote when there was one extra Democrat still in the House or the Senate. Just an interesting quirk, but it shows how things in politics, when the majorities are so very narrow and thin, that uh, one or two people switching or being out can make a world of difference, Killer B. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, the fact that you've got the Democrats in power and um, you've got Biden in power as a president, you know, you have have, uh, the vice president breaking those ties, which is, you know, it's not a good thing if you're on the conservative side. Um, I hate to see anybody ill, but uh, Fetterman... uh, (laughs) I still can't believe that people from Pennsylvania voted voted for this guy. I mean, he has no more business being in politics, you know, than um, uh, you know than a, a dog, you know, running the um, circus. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous, yeah. and um, I, I it it blows my mind. Right, and my- I'm sure that the bill he sponsored wasn't written by him. My wife and I have some very good friends from New York who had a daughter working at Disney this past semester. And um, we had dinner with them. 
And we said, yeah, how about that Fetterman? And she said, uh, the mom said, oh, he's better than Dr. Oz. <laughs> now, I'm wondering if one day Fetterman is going to wake up in his hospital room and see the doctor looking over him, getting ready to operate, and it's Dr. Oz. <laughs> it's Oz. <laughs> I wonder. Uh, all right. Very good. All right. Um, Got to get this uh, story in here. Uh have you, did you ever meet Neon Dion Sanders in your travels, Killer B? No, I did not. All right. Well, you know, of course, he's taken to coaching football. He, where was he at uh, until he got hired by Colorado? Jackson State University, HBCU in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. And he just got hired by Colorado State. They No, the, University of Colorado, which uh, is a Pac-10 school that only won one game last year. And already he has found controversy. And it doesn't have anything to do with his son who plays quarterback. (laughs) You might say that's an on-field controversy. This is an off-field controversy. We've sort of heard this one before. But Neon Dion... Or Primetime, if you like that nickname. He's got two. Primetime. That's right. He could put a a different twist to this. Nostradamus. Okay, Neon Dion, Primetime, has made no... Bones about the fact that uh, he believes in God, he believes in Jesus, and he said when he started the Jackson State role that he believed God sent him to become the coach of the team. But then he left the job for Colorado. There are now two religious groups that are battling over what he's doing at Colorado because he is proclaiming um, his love for God and he is mentioning his beliefs to his team. One of these groups wants Colorado to force him to stop preaching his religious beliefs to his players. And another one warned the university that telling him to do so could infringe on his rights. The, to me, the key is if he treats players differently based on whether they agree with him, that's an issue. But if he just wants to put out there what he believes and, and what God has done for him, I don't see any problem with it. Killer B? Well, I agree with Nostra Dennis, and <clears throat> I played football in college. Um, we were encouraged to go to chapel, and, um, you know, we had, um, you know, all through high school, I mean, all my coaches, or at least our head coach, was always, it seemed to always be a godly man and professed religion, and it was never a, a problem, but it's just like, you know, it's just like here in Florida, you know, wanting to get rid of the Seminoles, uh, Florida State, there are some of these uh, high schools that were named the Chiefs have had the Chiefs taken off, uh, one in Hillsborough County, as a matter of fact. But the, just a few people can spoil it for the masses, and that's what's happening. You've got these small groups that are <clears throat> whittling away, uh, trying to kill, you know, the very foundation of what this nation was founded upon. And that's one of the, the moral decay is one of the things that is causing America to be where it's at right now, the, the decline of America. And, and this is just it. You see, the Christian religion, it, it is a binding agent. It is what brings groups of people and individuals together. And that's why it's so effective for a coach to bring the team together in that fashion. And not not preaching it, but it being a part of the message. And, and lo and behold, you know, all these people want God out of football. Well, what did ha- what happened when um, 
that Buffalo Bill, what's his name, De- Devon Ham- uh, Hamlin. Hamlin, when he when he dropped basically dead on the field, what what was what were people doing? Player what, players, right. coaches, and announcers were praying live on TV. A- a- exactly, and they were kneeling, not in protest of this nation or the flag, but in reverence to God. Yeah, I- exactly, Killer B. Amen. And and you can go to Romans. I mean, I've been preached to. Uh, by coaches in Romans by putting on the armor of God. And, uh, you know, an athlete runs the race, you know, to to win the prize. And um, there's some very great correlations in the Bible about ath- athleticism and, and competing, and um, but being good-spirited. And that's what uh, Christianity is all about. It's, it's love. It's about loving. You know, it's not about uh, loving, uh, living to or loving to live, it's about living to love. Oh, so very well put. By the way, on a related topic, number three movie in the nation this week. You know what it is? Jesus Revolution. How about that? Story about Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, California. It's right behind Cocaine Bear. Uh, You don't even want to know. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, when the church is under attack... That's when the church grows the most, Killer B, throughout history. That has been the, the, the overriding principle, I think. Well, I mean, the church has never been under as uh, vicious of an attack as it is now. I mean, there are so many um, non-believers, so many atheists, so many people that I think they, you know, I, being on the county commission, you have people that come up and uh, come in front of the dais and... Um, you know, talk about issues, and and I've never seen in my life until I was elected to politics how so few people uh, pounding on one point can influence a larger body of people, and it's it's really a shame. And you know, I always stuck to my principles and my guns, but there were a lot of weak people who would actually, you know, bend over because they saw these voters right across from them in the very same room. All right. Um, All right. Well, we'll leave it there for this week, but we'll look forward to talking to you this next week, and have a great week, Killer B. We love you. Take care in the meantime. Love you guys, too. Thank you so much. All right. That's the Killer B. B. Brian Blair. Get his book, Truth Be Told, at Amazon. In the meantime, keep loving, keep praying, and don't give up. Night, everybody. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, WORL, Orlando, News Talk Station of the Year, with this SRN News update, starting now. This is an exclusive sports broadcast of Salem Media Group, Orlando, all rights reserved. The wind-up, the pitch, is the Apopka High School Blue Dart Boys Baseball Game of the Week, live from Jay Barnes Field on the campus of Apopka High School. With former Blue Darter first baseman and member of Coach Pete Dunn's 1975 district champions, Roger Franklin Williams. Along with the original Philly fanatic, Joe Ferrero. Our exclusive broadcast on the radio and online. Brought to you by Florida Door Solutions. The number one garage door opener, repair, and design company in Central Florida. And Dr. Patrick St. Germain in St. Germain Chiropractic. And